0: To their Screams.
1: Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen To Their Screams, a horror podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave. I'm joined, as always, by Ike. Ike, how are you?
0: I'm brewing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little tired today. I ain't gonna lie.
1: Me too, but I feel like I just stay tired anymore. It's because I just, man, I just stay so busy. It's like I just move all the time. I'm always, no, not move. Okay, not move in the physical sense. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm always doing something. Active like in a, some way. Yeah, yeah. I'm either, you know, I'm working or I'm doing whatever. I'm always doing something. So mentally, I'm tired. Maybe that's it. There you go. That may, yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. To be straight, physically, I try to avoid as much shit as I can, but that's <laughs> just the way it is. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for joining us this week. week. And uh, wherever you are listening to us, make sure you subscribe and give us a rating and review, please. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok Letterboxd Slasher. Uh, I think that's it. Just look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two, and Screams. As always, special thanks to Kayla and Monica, our wives, uh, our supporters, and our researchers uh, for everything they do to help and assist us. Uh, you'll hear them. They'll be back on the show fairly soon. We'll do another wise rebuttal. Uh, I'm sure they've got uh, they've got plenty to say to us. They always seem to uh, anyway. So and we'll mention it again later. But as we want to get it out right off the top, this is a spoiler warning. We do discuss movies in this podcast and in the process of those discussions, we might spoil them. So you've been warned. So, Ike, uh, since we last talked last episode, what uh, have what you been doing? You watch anything? Do anything?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I recently uh, finished a rewatch of Yellow Jackets, um, which I would, you know, it, it's more on the side of suspense. But I would definitely say that if you like horror movies and horror TV shows, you're going to like Yellow Jackets. Um, the second season re- recently started. They're only on episode two of the second season. Um, it comes out every Friday, which I hate. I wish they would just put it all out there like they used to. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: but Been jaholic, aren't you?
0: I sir I certainly am. If, if you put it out there, I'm gonna you know sit down. I'm gonna watch it all, no problem. But if you uh, if you, if you unfortunately provide me a weekly episode, it, it, it you know it angers me. I get angry. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so long story short, finished the Yellow Jackets season one rewatch. Started watching the first two episodes of this season, and uh, honestly, I haven't watched a whole lot of other horror movies. But I will say, I went and saw uh dungeons and dragons honor among three thieves this weekend oh, yeah. um uh, it was one of those non-horror movies that i was kind of wanting to see and um i was a little iffy about it just because i wasn't really sure how it was going to be but honestly it was super fun super good um highly recommend anybody watches it um it, honestly if i if i had to say like one non-spoiler good thing about this the casting was amazing. Everybody in that movie is super great. So if you if
1: yeah. you're
0: interested in a non horror movie, check it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does have a good cast. I like Chris Pine, and um yeah. So uh, yeah, I've always wanted to see that, but I'm holding out because uh, we're recording this on, on Wednesday, and as of tonight, the Super Mario brother movies, there are Super yes. Mario movies coming out, and I'm so it's like I literally sat there and had a discussion with Monica on could I squeeze that in after we record? Can we just go tonight because it's coming out on a Wednesday? So I'm like, well, I don't know that with eating it's pushing it but uh there's a very good chance that uh the day this is released on thursday we'll be going to see it because i'm super excited Uh, and that that looks like a ton of fun yeah Uh,
0: we're gonna we're gonna go watch that next tuesday i believe um what because my wife for people you know just a fun fact my wife is a huge nintendo fan like that's kind of like her thing like nintendo is like her favorite thing you know animal crossing mario mario party mario kart all that good jazz so She's really excited to see that, so we're we're definitely going to go see it next Tuesday, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like Nintendo a lot, too. I mean, I, that was always, you know, the system. I I mean, I, you know, me and Mario go all the way back to, you know, him battling Donkey Kong in the arcade and then, you know, blowing on cartridges in the NES. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, so it's like, you know, I, I I like Nintendo, like Nintendo a lot. I've got the Switch. I've I've always had the Nintendo systems, uh, but, uh, you know, it's especially the Mario stuff, right? The Mario stuff's always... To me, they've been, you know, the most enjoyable part of the Nintendo world. Uh, So I do enjoy, but uh, so see, here we are again, right? You didn't watch a whole heck of a lot. I fucking watched a ton. (laughs) I'm just telling you, I don't know what, I don't know, man, I'm just, I'm devouring 80 slashers like you would not believe here lately. I am just, I am just going down rabbit holes and I'm watching so many movies that I've either not seen or have not watched in years. And uh, of the things I've watched, we're not going to talk a lot about most of them. There's one thing I like to talk a little bit about. but this is what I've watched this week, okay? I watched Witchboard from 1986. I watched Shocker from 1989. Maniac from 1980. Pieces from 1982. And I watched Maniac Cop 1, 2, and 3 from <laughs> 1988, 1990, 1993. Um, and then an additional thing I watched that uh, that I can't – I want to talk about just a little bit. Um, I watched a documentary called Smoke and Mirrors, The Story of Tom Savini. That came out oh. in 2015. And it was, man, it was, it was just great. I love it because again, like we talked last week when we talked about the living with Chucky, I love documentaries, right? I I really do. When, when documentaries hit, hit on passions of mine, I love them. And, and even documentaries necessarily that don't, I mean, I, I I just like that. I like that deep down. That's the way my brain's wired, right? If if there's something that I have any interest in, man, I want to learn everything I can. And uh, this was such a cool cause Tom Savini is, he's just a fucking God, Right, I mean, so much of, of practical effects Tom Savini invented, yeah, and um, and, and created, and then, but it's so cool to watch this and where he got started. Did a lot of theater stuff, and and then, I mean, you know, served in the military, and just he's such an amazing guy, in everything he's done, and um, and you know, it was it was great fun. I highly advise anybody to watch it, um, and uh, you know, Savini's name will come back up here in a little bit when we talk about our news and and, and rumors. Uh, there's a there's a thing circulating around Tom Savini lately that horror fans will be interested in. So stand by for that. Uh, But uh, yeah, so so, I I watched a lot. I mean, just it's like one of those deals. It's like where I watch a slasher and I'm like, okay, what's what's another cheesy 80s slasher I can watch? And of course, these are all varying degrees, right? I mean, pieces and maniac and shocker. I mean, those are all fun for what they are. The maniac cop trilogy. um, I I really like the first one. It's a fun movie. The other two are a little more difficult to watch. Uh, not horrible, but, man, I, I really like the first one. It's got a, you know, a great cast. I mean, Bruce Campbell's in it and everything else. Uh, it's it's a fun movie. But uh, you know what else is fun, Ike? Our game, the top three. So let's play top three. Top three. <laughs> and this week, we, I guess we should have mentioned up top. Here in a bit, we're going to be reviewing an independent film called Body Farm. And Body Farm has a high... Highly uh, medical theme behind it, right? So we thought, hey, let's do a top three of our favorite medical-related horror movies. And um, so just on a side note, uh, I, I, my father, my, he's passed away now, but my father-in-law, Ed, uh, who you knew, uh, oh, yeah. he would have – Monica reminded me of this when we were discussing because a lot of times when we come up with these top threes, I pick her brain, right? I would say, hey, what would you pick? for your top threes, because a lot of times it helps get, it helps get, you know, my brain flowing. Uh, Cause she'll throw out some ideas that maybe I don't have. And uh, she, she reminded me that, uh, that Ed would have always said that the TV series ER would have been his favorite <laughs> medical related horror movies, because he said anybody that ever went to e- that, that ER uh, didn't survive. So uh, that's what he said. So anyway, it's just a side <laughs> note. <laughs> it doesn't apply here. Although, you know, I, I am a fan. I do like the, uh, the medical, some medical TV shows, right? I, you know, I, I know you like Grey's Anatomy. I've dabbled in Grey's yep. Anatomy. I, I enjoy what, what I've seen of it. Uh, but, I you know, I love the Chicago Med Show. I'm a big fan of the Chicago shows, uh, Med, Fire, and PD. So, but that's uh, not what we're talking.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I, I've watched enough Grey's Anatomy. All I know at this point is that Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol is a horror theme song now. Because <laughs> as soon as that starts playing, some motherfucker's dying. That's all I know.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> but we're discussing our top three favorite Medical or doctor related horror movies, and um, again, it's it's kind of a loose topic, right? We didn't give a lot of guidelines to this. I tried to keep it where it either had a, a doctor or a you know near doctor as a strong primary character in it, or one of the films I picked primarily takes place in a hospital. So right. I thought, hey, that's good enough. Well, well, but man, and then until you start thinking about this, god damn, you realize. How many horror movies can be considered medical or doctor related? It's just a, an astronomical uh, number of films. And I don't think my list is going to surprise anybody in the world. I say that all the time. I'm so predictable. I must, you know, I must just be a boring individual. But uh, I, when people, I mean, if, if they know me at all, when they hear this top three, they're going to be, yeah, yeah, those are those definitely his. So, Ike, are you ready with your list? I think so. Let's dive right in. I'll dive in first. I'll go with my number three. Uh, my number three is, is a film that, man, I hear a lot of people knock sometimes. That, that some, it's a, a, I guess, kind of a divisive movie. Some people like it, some people hate it. Uh, but it's from 1981, and it's Halloween Two. And mm-hmm. then uh, I, 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 I for one like Halloween Two. I enjoy it. I don't mind the Laurie Strode as Michael Myers uh, sister storyline. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, a little twist in there. It's kind of fun. Um but you know, keep it in context that when I first saw it it was it wasn't eighty one but it was you know soon after it was still kind of fresh right it wasn't hadn't been de- talked about or debated for forty years um but a you know a huge chunk i would almost venture guess a majority uh, of this movie takes place in a hospital where Lori yeah. is. and um so uh that you know i i I very much enjoy Halloween too I think uh, Halloween one and two is a nice one two punch as far as horror movies in a horror movie sequel go. Um, you know, of course, I mean, we are following the original, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be on that same level. Halloween 78 was groundbreaking in my eyes. Uh, but Halloween 2 is a very, very fun movie. Uh, the Halloween or the uh, hospital setting uh, works very well for me. I I, I fully enjoy it. I, uh, what do you think of Halloween 2?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Halloween 2, um, like you said, it, it is a very much a divisive uh, film. I, I, I am very shocked if I'm going to be honest amount, the amount of people who don't like Halloween 2 um, when I first started watching uh, scary movies my first ever horror movie was Halloween That that's my first like firm like that's the first horror movie I ever saw and then of course as when I got older I, that was the first series that I really dove into and you know devoted time to watching sequels so Halloween 2 in my opinion is a is a very good follow up to the first movie. It's by no means better Um, but it is a very good follow up. It's a lot gorier, a little more violence. Um, and like you said, it it takes place on a little bit of a different, um, you know, area, a little more compact, right? They're, they're not following all over the city. It's kind of all localized to the hospital, um, for the most part, but absolutely, uh, Halloween two great movie i like it a lot if i had to get you know put it on a ranking with the other halloween movies which i think we have done before um it's up it's it's probably up there um especially considering that there's a lot of uh, not so good halloween movies but in any sure. case <laughs> halloween 2 is great i love it i i i could see why that would make someone's top three in this case
1: <laughs> yeah and to be fair i don't think we have ranked the halloween films yet i, I think we've only done the scream series uh and the child's placers, i don't think we have done a halloween deep dive spoiler alert though spoiler this is this year the 45th anniversary of the original halloween film uh, came out in 1978 so it will be coming i figure this fall when it comes close to the time with that film release that's what we're going to do we'll dive into the entire halloween franchise at that time so that's Excited. that's coming <laughs> yeah yeah that's i mean that'll be i mean every time we do these deep dives we you know we have the, the, the episode's a little bit longer man when we both dive into halloween we might be talking all night long. So, all right, but Ike, uh, let's let's get back on track here. What is your number three favorite medical-related horror movie?
0: Absolutely. So this one's going to be a little controversial, too, um, just because the, the subject matter of this movie is very weird. Um, but I'll, I'll kind of explain in a second. My number three is the human centipede first sequence. Ah, uh, I so, wondered if you'd put that on there. So here's the deal obviously for people who've never seen it, the human centipede is a, um, it it makes lists for like the most disgusting horror movie. Uh, basically this is about a doctor, a mad scientist, I should say, who kidnaps and mutilates a trio of tourists in order to reassemble them into a human centipede. He does this by stitching their mouths to each other's, uh, anuses. So for (laughs) obvious reasons, this is a very fucked up movie. It's a very disturbing movie. Um, it doesn't have a whole lot of like deeper context outside of <laughs> it's literally just a mad scientist. But the movie in of itself is not bad. Um the sequels I think are are, are doo doo. Um, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) uh, No pun intended. But uh, the the sequels, I think, were just uh, cash grabs and trying to make something even grosser. Um, You know, there's like the Human Centipede 2 and then the third one, which is like the final sequence or something like that. Uh, But the point that I'm getting to, the first one... In a, in a way, it was creative, it was different, it was new. Um, I've only seen this movie, I think, twice, because it's it's a hard to rewatch. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. This is one of those movies you watch once and then you never think about it again, um, unless you're t- doing a top three, in which case you're probably going to talk about it again. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, Human Centipede, first sequence, is my number three, top three favorite, medical-related uh, horror films. Uh, Dave, have you yeah. ever seen Human
1: Centipede? I, I have. It's, it's been a while. I've only seen it the one time. Uh, like you said, I don't know if it's one of those movies that's high on my rewatch list. Uh, the film's okay for what it is. It's you know, um, but uh, yeah, it's one of those movies that's it's not one when you're sitting around and you're just jonesing for something to throw on a a comfort movie. It's not what you go for. Uh, Right. (laughs) But uh, but it did come to mind. I mean, not when you know when I'm thinking through these movies. It you know that one did come to mind. Not that it had a shot at making my top three per se. But uh, but you know, obviously that as I was thinking about horror or medical related horror movies that did come to mind. So, um, But that brings me to my number two, and if we're talking mad scientists, well, we've got to go with the OG, and from 1931, Frankenstein. Uh, I don't think anybody would be surprised. Uh, Frankenstein <laughs> making my list at, at, at a Universal Monster movie. Everybody knows I love Frankenstein. Everybody knows that the 1931 Frankenstein and then the Bride of Frankenstein that follows it to me are what I consider two of the best movies Uh, Back to back to watch of all time, they're they're classic, uh, but you know the the thought of 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 piecing together this being and bringing it to life and the the it's alive cry, and 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 just uh, doing this for the sake of of doing it right. There's not there's not like there's this motive per se really. It's more it's just you know with him saying you know he knows what it feels like to be a god and, and everything, which you know was cut from the original back in the day because you know you couldn't say such things in the 30s um but it's you know it's not like there was a per se a medical purpose behind it it was just a power a a an exploration of of knowledge and and ability and um and uh, but the, the movie's so great it's such a beautiful movie it's such a fantastic movie uh and uh you know boris karloff as the monster one of the best portrayed on-screen characters of all time
0: absolutely absolutely um, so I'll just go ahead and jump in. Obviously, Frankenstein it, it is a masterpiece. Uh, Frankenstein is one of those movies that you watch, and it it sticks with you. I had actually never watched the Frankenstein movie, um, the original until we recently watched it because I if I remember correctly, if I had watched it, it was probably in college and like, I mean that was so long ago I don't didn't even remember it. Um. But I remember when I rewatched it, it was one of those movies that I watched and it stuck with me, and you're and you're right. It's not entirely um, surgical, right? It, it was basically an attempt at grasping power. Um, and And it's very interesting how they portray this monster. and and really, if you look at like modern adaptations, if I, if, if which i we talked a little bit about with uh, uh, one of the last episodes that they're going to be doing another uh, Frankenstein movie at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um which will be very good. Um, hopefully. But yes, absolutely. I think that you would be remiss to not include a, a monster movie in your in your top three. I, I actually I didn't. Uh but well kinda. But I think, <laughs> you know, in this case the the sur- like the like you said, the, the the crazy the mad doctor creating a, a monster, it, it's it can be medical and it is kind of like that um like you said, that grasp at power that, you know, oh, I can be God and very good movie. I love Frankenstein.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the story of Frankenstein to me is one of the most influential stories of all time. Right. It seeps into so much that 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 uh, that achieving or that doing of something just just to do just the, the power to, you know, to to push, uh, you know, human human creation, human life further. Uh, so Ike, what is your number two favorite medical related horror movie?
0: Absolutely. My number two is American Mary. Um, So American Mary is the story of Mary Mason, a medical student who with the allure of easy money dives into the underworld, the underground world, I should say of surgeries. So basically it's a story about this uh, medical student who starts doing like illegal cosmetic surgery on people. And like this varies from, Like piercings to like you know tongue splitting to you know some some really messed up stuff you know some pretty extreme things and um, she does it because you know she's struggling to find money and you know so basically this story has a lot more to it than just that Um, there this is one of those kind of like revenge type stories where um, American Mary you know does have to get revenge and you know. And it does paint the picture of a, you know, a a female revenge story. But, you know, American Mary uh, has a lot of really interesting visuals because you're seeing this um, body modification, right? Body modification is one of the more controversial things that you can talk about. And even in today's age. So when this came out back in 2012, I believe 2012, um, you have a very interesting, uh, story to tell about illegal body modification, which is also a thing as well. There are a lot of people who can't get like, right. They they can't get surgeries in the United States, right? They can't get surgeries that they want to get because generally speaking, their people won't do them. So they have to seek out illegal avenues to do so. So it definitely paints a picture of, is it safe to do this? Is it this, that to do this? Um, but overall, it's a really great movie. Um, it has its horror aspects. It's very, definitely violent, uh, definitely gory. Um, and, and it's definitely not for the uh, the faint of heart. I will say that. I will <laughs> also mention that the uh, main character, Mary, she's played by Catherine Isabel, um, who weirdly enough, I was going through her IMDb, uh, Catherine Isabel is apparently in Supernatural. She plays Ava Wilson in an episode in 2007. No um, shit. So yeah, a fun fact: she is a uh, Supernatural alum, and she is Woohoo. the uh, main character there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's odd you say that because I've not seen this movie. But uh, when you said something about you know the the, the back alley kind of doctor, quote unquote, it, it immediately reminded me of an episode of Supernatural because there's there's a the thing where uh, obviously the Winchester brothers often die right to to do you know or pur- sometimes purposely uh, to visit the veil vale, to visit the other side. Anyway. So one time Dean has to die to, to save Sam. So he goes in and visits a friend of was a friend of his father's. It was Dr. Robert who was going to stop his heart and bring him back after so many minutes, oh, yeah. which Dr. Robert of course was played by, by Robert England of, of you know, Freddie fame. And uh, it was so cool. It's, it's, it, you know, for whatever reason, I I'm, I'm, I got supernatural on the brain all the time. Uh, so when you, when you brought that up, that's what it made me remind me of. So uh, very cool. I may have to watch it out. Just, Particularly because, you know, with Supernatural alums in there. Uh, that's enough to get me to watch something. <laughs> so that brings us to our number ones. And uh, my number one nobody should be surprised, one of my favorite horror movies of all time from 1985, Reanimator. Um, I, I love this movie. Uh, it plays right straight through with the Frankenstein thing, although they're not necessarily piecing people together, but he is, you know, quote unquote, reanimating people. Um, this movie is spectacular to me. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's so fun. It, I don't know. I, I know it's not this over-the-top, fantastic, award-winning type movie, but it is everything that I like in horror. Uh, it is, you know, it's got some great kill scenes. It's got a few chuckles. Uh, it's just, it's, it's got a little bit of cheese. Um, this movie so fun, and it is it is one of my comfort films, and uh, immediately when I thought about, you know, something that was medical or doctor-related, uh, you know, Herbert West immediately came to mind uh, in Reanimator, so. Uh, again, anybody that knows me knows my love for this character, for this movie. Uh, Ike, what do you think of Reanimator?
0: Um, so I don't think that I've seen Reanimator. Um, I think we may have talked about Reanimator before, but I have not seen have. it.
1: <laughs> Man, you got to watch this movie. As much as I bring it up, you got to watch Reanimator.
0: I know. I say I'm pretty sure this. Is, <laughs> if I had a guess, I think it's probably. I, I think reanimator is one of those things that i hear pretty often but i, I yeah i've never seen it um actually I, I mean i have a little bit of an idea of what it's about but i've never seen that one i'll have to check it out so i can give it
1: appropriate appraisal <laughs> absolutely based on H.P. lovecraft story uh it is great yes you have to watch reanimator because i bring it up all the time so you need context so uh so let's move on then and what is your number one favorite medical related horror movie
0: Absolutely. Uh, my number one is a cure for wellness um, from 2016. So cure for wellness is about a ambitious young executive who is sent to retrieve his company's CEO from a, an idyllic, but mysterious wellness center at a location in a remote Swiss Alps. Um, but soon suspects that the spa treatments are not what they seem. Um, so yeah, this movie is really good. Um, this has a, actually a pretty good cast was so Jason Isaacs. Um, Jason Isaacs, of course, is known for many things. He was in Harry Potter. Um, I I believe he was in The Patriot. Um, He was in uh, Batman. Um, He plays like like some vocal pieces in some of the animated movies, I believe. Um, But Jason Isaacs is in this. Uh, Of course, Mia Goff is in this. This is one of her early films. Um, I would say this is probably one of her big like first big films. Um, it also has Dane DeHaan, who, uh, you know, is in a bunch of movies. But I think, Dave, you'd probably know him best from uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. He the uh, he plays the Green Goblin with uh, Andrew Garfield. Well, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so this guy, this uh, – I should say this guy. This movie, The Cure for Wellness, it's one of those uh, – Kind of, it's a little bit of a uh, little sneak up on you kind of horror uh, because when you first start watching this movie, you're really not sure what's happening, right? You know something's off, you know something's going weird, um, but this movie approaches you in a bunch of different ways. One of the biggest ways is it kind of hits you with body horror. Um, so, one of the things that like, I'm most terrified about is losing my teeth, and there is like an extended sequence of this movie where like people are just losing their teeth and like. it it freaks me out. So the cure for wellness really hits you um, with some of those, like I would say little, little pieces like that. Um, And it has sort of an interesting ending to it. Um, The reason this is medical is that uh, the retreat is headed up, of course, uh, by a doctor. It is a, you know, a practitioner of sorts um, who is up to no good. Uh, I will also mention that this movie is like two and a half hours long. Uh, So (laughs) Yeah, it's a whopper, man. I'll tell you this much. When we watched this, I remember we watched it in theaters um, back in 2016. We we really wanted to watch it, me and my wife. And I just remember I was like, I didn't realize how long it was. We went to like a 7 o'clock movie, and it was like almost 10 p.m. by the time we left. I was like, Jesus (laughs) Christ. But yeah, uh, Dave, I'm assuming you may have not seen this movie.
1: (laughs) Nope, I have not seen this movie. Yeah, it, so, it's
0: good. You might have to check it out. It is long though, so you're gonna have to devote some time.
1: <laughs> yeah, can I just? I mean, can I break that down into a mini series or what? I mean, <laughs>
0: right for real. Cure for Wellness mini series, thirty minute increments.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if we're gonna we're gonna have to watch each other's number ones at some point in time. But I guarantee you, you you're gonna cut that sucker in half if you watch Re-Animator. And that's true. (laughs) So, uh, you know, that's why I like uh, I like my horror uh, nice and short and sweet and full of cheese. That's a that's the way I like it. So but let's take a break. That concludes top three. And when we come back, we will discuss uh, our news (laughs) and upcoming releases. Remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil.
0: Right, and we are going to jump right on in with some news coming right at you. So first we have Toys and Merch, uh, Big Bad Toy Story, a reoccurring conversation on this uh, podcast, of course. is coming out with a Last of Us 2, Ellie with Bo, a $59.99 price point and a new arrival. And uh, something that Dave I'm sure is excited about: Universal Monsters' world's smallest set of three micro action figures, which is the Monster Bride and Wolfman, a 1.25 inch tall. I'm assuming that's inch, right? mm-hmm. yep. Replica of original action figure blister card, um, and then it's $24.99 pre-order. That's a steal. Are you gonna get that, Dave? Uh,
1: yeah, probably. This this <laughs> world's this world's smallest stuff. is just man, it's just like all over the place. They make everything, right? It's just these tiny takes on, on toys and they seem to be super popular because it's like literally pretty much every, every you know brand or, or whatever you want to call it out there. Um, So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if people just like the, uh, the humor of it being small, if they like the fact that it didn't take up a lot of space, but it is kind of neat. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's universal monsters. There's a good chance at some point I'll get it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So a couple of key birthdays. We, of course, have uh, on the 6th, we have Paul Rudd, uh, who, of course, is uh, known in the horror world as Tommy Doyle and Halloween Curse of Michael Myers, which um, surprisingly is one of my favorite Halloween movies, specifically the producer's yeah. cut.
1: Yeah, fuck that, fuck, fuck that Ant-Man shit, man. That's Tommy Doyle. That's right. That's Tommy <laughs> Doyle.
0: Ant Man, who's that? Um <laughs> which I guess if you ask the right person, if they if they didn't like uh Quantumania, they, they might they might agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh on the eighth we also have Katie Sackhoff, who is Ooh. from uh, Halloween Resurrection and Oculus. Um forgive me for my ignorance. I don't I have no idea who that is.
1: Oh come on, she was a Battlestar Galactus, she's at the Mandalorian, and uh Oh, you you would know her if you saw, her, I'm sure. She uh, she was in an episode of Big Bang Theory with uh Howard in the bathtub.
0: Oh, yep. Okay, yeah. She because she plays um uh, uh what, what's her name uh Bo Bo Katan and Mandalorian, right?
1: Yeah. Right. Gotcha.
0: Right. All right, what, I'm picking up what, what you're putting down.
1: <laughs> what, yeah, one of my Hollywood crushes right there is Katie Sackhoff. She's a uh, she's something else. <laughs>
0: I was gonna say I the name seemed familiar but I was like I really don't know who that is but I I know who it is now but we're good guys we're good but uh a couple of anniversary release dates Uh, on the seventh we have Amityville Horror from 2005 the Ryan Reynolds uh, edition um aka the shirtless edition one of the most iconic scenes in that movie is him running around the rain without a shirt on <laughs> um and then on the 11th we have a house of a thousand corpses from 2003 um i think dave and i have talked plenty about our uh love hate relationship with uh, rob zombie
1: so <laughs> such a mixed bag man i am tell you i don't know what to think i, I, I know man, tell you i hear a rob zombie song i'm like yeah see a rob zombie movie i'm like yeah <laughs> I just, you're, you're like, I want to oh, <laughs> like his stuff so much, I just really, really do. But I just, I like Rob Zombie, I like his music, but I just, I cannot one hundred percent get on board with his movies. I'm, I just, I can't. Not, not that there's not some bright points to some of the movies, you know. I mean, Captain Spaulding's a great character, and and you know, there's some, there's some, there's some kernels out there enough to keep me, you know, on that trail. I don't know. Maybe someday he'll make one that'll just wholeheartedly make me say hell yeah
0: you're hoping for that wow factor to hit you
1: (laughs) if he quit doing remakes i mean i'm not a big fan of all his remakes me neither
0: but uh in some positive horror news um we have some news about the crystal lake series that's right we're super excited about this showrunner brian fuller has hinted on instagram that tom savini as we mentioned earlier will have a hand in some way in this uh production savini of course worked on the original friday 13th as well as friday 13th final chapter as well as a bunch of other stuff and in addition to um tom savini we have adrian king from friday 13th um who played alice and also screenwriter kevin williamson already is announced to be a part of the team as well. So I think it's shaping up to be quite the uh quite the Avengers, if you ask me.
1: <laughs> it's and I, I'm telling you, I have I am so fucking excited for this. And and when I get this excited about something, it scares me. Because it's like I, I, I I'm so excited and it's like every time another little something leaks out there like this, right? It's like it just makes me I mean I'm like Okay, you got Adrian King, hell yeah. Kevin Williamson, hell yeah. Thomas Fede, fuck yeah. And it's like everything. You know, you hear, oh, it's a TV series, so they can use anything they want because it's not a movie, yeah. right? And and all this shit. Every time something, just every time it, it leaks out, it makes me that much more excited that it's like I'm so scared that when it comes out, I'll be like, oh, seriously? What the hell? But But I don't think that's going to happen. I'm feeling confident that they know what they're doing here, and they know what what people want and they've, and they've, there's been enough time that they've looked around at what's been successful and, and what is, what is working with requels and different things like that. And that I, I feel like they're going to get it right. They're going to knock this one out of the park. And, um, man, I hope because <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I mean, I love the Friday, the 13th franchise, right? I love the Jason Voorhees character. And um, it's been, you know, it's been, Long. I know the reboot was like what four years ago or something. So I mean, I know it doesn't seem like that long, but it, it feels like it has been forever that we're starved for some new material. And uh, and and I love the series aspect of it because, like we discussed last episode, I feel like that is so unexplored if, as far as horror. They, I, don't, I I still don't feel like horror has fully utilized the series. Yeah. Um, and 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 I'm so glad that this is the way it's going. I mean would I be happy with another movie? Sure. Right. I mean, even if they reboot it or whatever, I'd still, I'd, I'd still be excited, but the way that they're approaching this, it just, I'm like, yes, let's try something fresh. Let's try something different and and see what happens here. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited, but I'm, I'm so, I'm so nervous. Right. Because it's like, I want to love it so bad that I mean, it's like, God, just don't fucking let me down
0: right absolutely also small uh small fact check on uh dave here uh the re- the reboot of friday 13th came out in 2009 so we're looking about 14 years ago um, oh I, yeah i should known that <laughs> yeah, had, to, had, had to fact check i'm sorry that's what i'm here for i had
1: that, I had that last number right
0: so see that <laughs> makes it even worse it does i was gonna say it doesn't make it better it makes it worse oh lord but uh well, all right keep an eye out for more updates on uh you know Crystal we will obviously be here to provide them to you if you guys don't want to look for them on your own. Don't worry. But uh, <laughs> but uh, in some upcoming release news, we actually have some interesting things coming out. Uh, a couple things that I think I'll be checking out. Uh, but we have Godless, the Eastfield Exorcism. It's available on Video On Demand as of April the 6th. This is about Laura, a woman tormented. Torn between science and faith, pushed by her husband to seek treatment from a congregation of zealots, a ruthless exorcist will try to save her soul by putting an innocent woman through hell. This is an Australian might horror film, uh, directed by Nick Kozakis. Um, I think I'll check this out. I like exorcism films, uh, generally speaking. Uh, what do you
1: think, Dave? Yeah, it sounds interesting. I, I like that. Uh, I, I like that battle of science and and and, and faith that uh yeah that's that's intriguing to me i, I like it i'm i'm all about a good uh good exorcism Let's a uh, you know a little demon possession let's get on it yeah <laughs> absolutely was, you can't have enough of that shit out there no i was gonna i was
0: gonna say also you you are correct though i am really excited about the science part of that which is why i said i was excited for because there was another uh horror film that kind of did something similar it was called uh incarnate um where they did kind of like the science exorcism type deal yeah. um, and had uh, Aaron Eckert in it, who I really like. Um, but anyways, um, I'll definitely check out Godless, uh, Video on Demand. Uh, the other one is You're Killing Me, which is a limited theatrical release with a Video on Demand for April 6th. Uh, this follows Eden, who goes to a coveted Heaven and Hell party, hoping to get a letter of recommendation to an elite university from the wealthy parents of her classmates. But the party quickly turns into a fight for her life. This is starring uh, Ann Hetch, Dermot Maroney, Mulroney, Mulroney, Macaulay Miller, uh, and this will have a limited theatrical release and it says video on demand on the seventh. My bad. Um, I'll check this out. Um, I'll usually check anything on video on demand at least once.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, what do, What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds all right. You know, I mean um it sounds like it could have a little suspense a little thrill right i mean you know when you go to a party and it turns into a fight for life that it gives you a sense that there's going to be some uh some capture there right some uh you're trapped into a place that you know and, and there's something to be said for that right whether you're what's supposed to be a happy fun place turns into a you know a night of terror or whatever um i wonder if there is a any i don't know any uh significance to the person's name being eden and they go to a, <laughs> a heaven and hell for, i don't know i mean maybe i'm trying to look too deep into this but Oh, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Sounds fun.
0: Yep. And also, just for people who are curious, Dermot Moroney played the detective in the late, last uh, Scream movie. So, That's right. um, you know, he, he's got a little bit of name power be- behind him.
1: and yeah, it's, um, got a, it's got a pretty good cast there. I mean, you know, Ann Hatch and everything. I mean, it's a decent little cast. Yeah, Macaulay
0: Miller. I, she was in that movie Mall, which I really liked. Mall, that mm. was a good one. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I'll check it out. Um, no, another one of those. Just if it's on video on demand, I'm definite. I'm more likely to watch it. Like small side point. If you put it on like a streaming service and I can watch it, I'll
1: probably watch it. <laughs> yeah, me too. At some point, it's like, I mean, if it's there and I'm subscribing already, like hell yeah, I'll watch that. Exactly. I don't have. Exactly. I don't have to leave my comfort to go see it. I'm not as, even I'm not better. As, I'm not as picky. <laughs> <laughs> Same. No, Somebody 100% beer in a remote, and I'm good. Let's do it.
0: Absolutely. I agree. Um so this next one I'm actually pretty excited about because I have right. seen the original, I believe, at some point.
1: And we'll um, review this next episode.
0: Yes, so we're watching a uh, cube from 2021. It's available video on demand on the 11th. Hot uh, Box. Screenbox. Um, a group of strangers wake up in a mysterious room inscribed with an unfamiliar code. Looking for ways to escape, they discover a room is riddled with lethal traps. As fear and distress swirl around them, the group must work together to survive. This is a Japanese remake of the Canadian movie Cube from two. Th- I'm sorry, 1998. Um, which I think I've seen the original. Um, and I obviously we're definitely going to be watching this, but I'm pretty sure I've seen the original. But it's been a while.
1: Yeah, and from the the early reviews early things that I've read everybody pretty much unanimously has said this is even better the, the remake is even better uh, so we'll see we'll see I, I i like that I like the the quote-unquote kind of escape room thing right where you're you're trapped and there's weird shit happening and, and, and you know that solve thing where you've got to solve puzzles or play games or whatever that that shit makes me tense and um because you know you, you it typically involves a, a a battle with time in situations right and that that's very suspenseful and uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing this. Uh, and uh, again, it's you know it is coming out uh, on 411 on Screenbox. Uh, we will be reviewing that next episode, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it sounds fun. It's good stuff. Absolutely.
0: And then a uh, if you guys want to sink your teeth into something else, um, maybe you're not looking forward to any of these movies, and you're like, well, give me something I can watch now. You can check out The Monster from 2016, a survival horror movie that is on HBO Max. Um, it is starring Zoe Kazan, Scott Speedman, and Ella Ballantyne uh, and has been trending this week, so it is a must rewatch. So check it out.
1: Yeah, well, it would be a first time watching me, not a rewatch. I've never seen this. But uh, yeah, you know, again, it's on a streaming service I subscribe to. <laughs> I'm probably going to be there at some point in time. You know, you That's- scroll. You scroll through that horror selection and be like, "What is that? I've never seen that. Let's watch that." <laughs> and again, if it's there and I've got an hour and a half to two hours to spare, I'm really not that picky. I'm like, I'm all I'm looking for is something new, something fresh that I've not seen. That's right. <laughs> But all
0: right, I think that pretty much does it for all of our news here today. Check out those movies. Check out all that news. Uh, Like I said, we'll be keeping you guys up to date on the Crystal Lake series. Don't worry about it. Uh, But next, we're going to give a quick review. Maybe not a quick review. We'll see how this goes. But we're going to review this movie from this week. We're going to review Body Farm.
1: Listen to their screens is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code listen to screams at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, we're back on Listen to their Screams. And we're now gonna dive in and review Body Farm, an independent film that you can watch for free. All you gotta do is go to BodyFarmMovie.com. There's a list of places you can view the movie. There's several options on YouTube, it's on I don't even know what else. There's several platforms. Easily can find it out there. So go to BodyFarmMovie.com to watch it. You can also find them on Twitter at bodyfarmmovie. Uh, again, we 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 caught the wind of this on on Twitter in this movie and came to kind of know these people a little bit and uh, got you know told us this movie was out there. They were trying to to kind of get some exposure. The, the movie's been out uh, you know for a few years, um, but you know they're really. Got it out there on some platforms now, and they're really trying to get the word out there. And uh, so, you know, so I told them, Hal, we'll watch it. Sounds good. We had an open spot, right? We didn't have a movie this week. thought, perfect, let's do this thing. And uh, they're excited. We're excited. So we watched it. Uh, but the movie, a little bit about the movie, it's it follows an independent film company that sends a videographer ahead to, uh, of a story to investigate a body farm where human decomposition is researched. The footage she sends back leads to the rest of her team to follow in her footsteps to uncover a grisly medical abyss. It starring Nicholas Lamontia, Brandon Keenan, and Brett Hallaba. It won Best Feature Film in 2019 at the Bloody Horror International Film Festival. A little background. The principal, principal photography for the movie began in the spring of 2015 when a group of Pittsburgh-area filmmakers came together under the joint direction of Nicholas Lamontia and Brandon Keenan, working from a script by Mr. Keenan, the production team, which ranged in size from five crew members to 45 members, shot one or two days per month over the next two years to make Body Farm a reality. With a budget of around 35000 and completely self-funded, the cast and crew shot all around the Pittsburgh area at the West Virginia State Penitentiary, through the mountains of North Carolina, and in New York City. Body Farm's cast was filled out mostly by Pittsburgh area actors, aside from a cameo from Richard Christie, who was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and on The Howard Stern Show. Um, so again, I, I'm a big proponent of independent film. Right. I love people in this day and age. Anybody with a vision and a story to tell can tell it right. The avenues are out there. It's always been that way, but it's even easier nowadays. So and then I like supporting people like that. Right. Because. You never know. You never know which of these guys is going to get that break and become the next big thing. Right. You don't know when the next Terrifier 2 is going to break out of an independent film and and become this this hit and and launch a production company uh, into the next level. And uh, so we, we watched this movie and I have to say, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, You know, I talk about how I like horror movies a certain way with some, you know, some gore, you know, some slasher aspects, uh, a little bit of suspense. You know, I, I kind of like that in it. I like a little bit of the cheesiness. And um. but the uh, part of the problem a lot of times with independent film is you get you get uh too much cheese. Right. And t- the wrong kind of cheese, maybe. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say where everything just seems so forced and fake. And this, I'm telling you, this didn't really feel, it didn't really feel fake to me. Uh, I kind of, I kind of, I, I believed the characters and, and for what they are. And I will say that this movie uh, with kind of the twist there, you know, on, on who the the big uh, villain of the movie, so quote unquote, it, it kind of caught me. I didn't really expect what it was going. Um, it, you know, it wasn't like it was a groundbreaking, groundbreaking script development, but I really, I guess I just, I don't know if I just wasn't looking for that or I just thought it was pretty straightforward uh, but they there at the end they threw in a couple of connections and aspects and and they did the whole look back to earlier in the film and and showing you what you didn't see like the other side of the story um and and and, and I thought it was pretty cool I thought you know I I didn't I guess I didn't expect that little that little element of depth there at the end um and uh and it, it was fun you know I mean it's you know you can't watch a film like this and you you can't Again, a thirty-five thousand dollar budget. I felt I, I felt like they did pretty good with the effects. Uh, there were some some of these effects were yeah, they they're a little cringy, not like bad cringy, but like kind of you know the horror cringy. And um, so I, I felt like they got their their money's worth out of that thirty-five grand <laughs> and what they did. And um, you know, and when I'm sure when you make a film like this, a lot of times you're taking whatever actors you can get to fill roles, to fill spots. Uh, but I, hey, I feel like everybody, I feel like everybody did their bit, and, and everybody, everybody was good, and, and on, and it was, again, it was a fun film, um, you know, and I enjoyed. I didn't, you know, didn't, didn't try to run, uh, you know, for a, you know, three hour epic, to, to think they had to, you know, tell this over the top story. It, it kept it right in the wheelhouse. They, they told their bit and got out of there, and uh, it, I mean, it had all the elements uh, that I enjoy from watching a horror movie. Um, so, I, I what do you think of Body Farm?
0: Absolutely. Um, and, and I also want to just, uh, you know, agree with what you kind of said. Um, I'm a huge proponent of, you know, filmmakers shooting the shot, quite frankly. Um, we've talked a lot about some of the more successful independent films like Skin Marink or um or, you know, the, the what was it, the Outlands or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Outwaters. Uh, Outwaters. Yeah, not Outlands. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, when you look at these films, um, it, it, it's always a great um, time, in my opinion, it's always a great time in this world to be able to see these films come to fruition. Because, you know, if you if you went back to like the 90s or the 80s or even the early 2000s, the availability of high quality filming equipment um, definitely presented a money barrier. Whereas nowadays, in reality, you could probably, with the right equipment, probably shoot on your iPhone. You'd probably be just fine. Um, And I think that when you have the technological advancements that we've had and you have the changes in the world that we've had, you see a lot more of these films that are coming out that are higher production value with less dollars. And this movie is no exception. I think that Body Farm really succeeds in three places. It succeeded by having an an enjoyable enough story. The acting – again was not as bad as i thought it was going to be and i don't mean that as a as a sh- as a jab but having seen my fair share of independent horror films having seen my fair share of youtube horror films having watched um uh, thanks killing i was <laughs> definitely <laughs> i was definitely expecting um something a lot worse than what i got so the acting of course it, it wasn't like this the typical cheese fest um, where you, you see these, just really honestly, a lot of the times with these independent movies, th- they're probably not trained actors, and heck, these may not have been trained actors either, but they seemed like they were trained actors. They 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 were acting. They weren't just being stupid, which which is what you kind of get in some of these movies. Um, and then you know Dave mentioned it too. The the effects, the effects genuinely surprised me. The um, I I, I want to give that kind of special kudos because. A lot of times, you know, when you look at the effects on these independent horror films or even some of the more lower budget major production films, sometimes the effects aren't really up to par and you have some kind of iffy iffy shots as to you know what's going on. So I I do want to give that special little kudos. I think the effects, in my opinion, this movie made it more enjoyable than it was. Um, A lot of the makeup that they did was really good. I know that one part where they um, the guy got shot in the head. you know, and and they had the splatter effect. I was that like, was wild. That was wild. I was like, I was like, geez, I was like, I, I've seen, you know, top dollar productions from like the, you know, in the last five years who, who, who can't get that right. So I was like, I'm really surprised that they got it right. And they did. You know, so I do give Body Farm the credit where credit's due. Obviously, it wasn't a record breaking film. It wasn't an Oscar winning film, but it was a fun film. It was done right. It had an interesting story. The actors seemed like they were legitimately trying, and the effects were surprisingly good, like you said, for $35,000. I mean, damn. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that I liked it. it. It was definitely not what I anticipated, and like you also said, that little twist at the end was a little nice, little I guess cherry on the top if you ask me. Um, it, it was overall a good film, I, I would say. It, it definitely was not what I was expecting. I was definitely expecting something much worse.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, you, you kind of yeah, you kind of hold your breath when you go into independent film, right? You have to take it for what it's worth. Right. And um, you know, watching this again, you're right. You can. You can tell that it's there. It's, you know, new filmmakers. There are some newer actors. You can you can see that aspect of it. And uh, and I'm not I don't mean that in this hugely negative way. You can just you can just tell. Right. Everybody starts somewhere. Right. Everybody, even the major actors have got they've got shit work out there. Right. There's there's stuff that, you know, where they've guessed it on a TV show. And it's it's really weird. And I'm not saying this is shit work. Don't get me wrong. Um, But, you know, everybody starts somewhere. And I and I I just really feel like this was a, you know, a good first step forward for this this group. And, um, and again, I, I mean, I really did. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was, a, it was fun. Uh, you know, it was by no means perfect. Right. But at all, but, um, it is, it, I was pleasantly surprised by it, but then when I take a step back and I thought about it even more, just even if I don't, if I try to take away the independent film aspect of it, I still thought that it was a fun film in in its own right. Um, it, when I, even when I didn't think about just the, the being surprised of how, you know, be enjoying how much I enjoyed, you know, a quote unquote independent film. Um, if you take that aspect away and just said, okay, well, let's don't look at it from a $35,000 budget in and independent film. Just look at it as a film. I thought it was still fun. And uh, it, it, again, it, it, it had all the qualities I like in horror. Um, but like you said, as we, you know, we rank it. It's, it, it's not a masterpiece. I don't think anybody's going to think it's a masterpiece. Um, and, you know, even the filmmakers, I'm sure, you know, would look at it and find rooms, you know, elements that they could probably improve upon. There's always room for, you know, a little more money, a little more experience. There's always elements that can be improved upon, right. things that are out of their control. Uh, but for what they had and what they did, bravo. Well, well, well done. Uh, but if we're going to put a if we're going to put a put a bow on this and, and rank it, you know, I got to be straightforward. I'm going to to me. I'm going to put it right at a three. Right. It's a it's a film that I enjoyed. uh I don't, you know, I don't think it was, you know, it, it, we, we call a three is just a straight ahead, enjoyable, fun film for me. Uh, nothing groundbreaking, nothing that, you know, really earth shattering, but being a three, being a middle of the ground is that's not disrespectful. That's not a bad thing. That means I enjoyed the film, right? That's a, and, uh, you know, I, I, I can't be, have a bias because of they, I feel like they overachieved a little bit, um, for what they had, uh, You know, I'm not going to rank it higher based on that uh, because I don't, you know, I I feel like had they not overachieved, it probably would have been below a three for me. So I think, you know, a three is right where it lands. And uh, I mean, I think that's some that's a pretty good company for some films that we've ranked a three for an independent film to be in that in that uh, range.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I would have to agree with you. Um, I think a three is pretty befitting of this film, like you said. You know, we weren't looking at anything groundbreaking, but we were looking at a fun movie that, in my opinion, achieved its goal. You know what I mean? You know, a lot of times these indie films are passion projects. These are projects that are, like you said, they're being done on a shoestring budget. And for what this movie was, especially you take a step back, look at it overall. It's a great movie. You know what I mean? It it achieves what it needs to achieve. You know, it was a project. It was a lovely um, little thing to watch. And I just I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and if it makes the filmmakers, if they happen to be listening to this, if the mm-hmm. filmmakers happen to, listen to this, just, I just want you to know that your film was rated higher than Halloween ends. So um, take that. And I hope that it gives you some comfort in this world that you, your your movie was good.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, our consensus, it was ranked. I, it was ranked right on. <laughs> we gave a three to scream six. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, hey. Um, and. You know, so and I mean, this movie is doing it with a lot less budget and a lot less hype. So that's right. Um, again, these guys are trying to get some eyes on their film, uh, trying to get views on it, and uh, they deserve it, right? So go out, like we said, to bodyfarmmovie.com, and and watch this movie. Uh, it's like I said, it's on YouTube, it's on several other platforms. Uh, You can find them all there on their website. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a fun watch. You won't you won't be disappointed or feel like you've wasted your time uh, by watching it. And again. Like I said, it had the fun twist, or whatever else. But this movie, it is absolutely worth the watch just for that headshot scene alone. <laughs> that was, man. I again, I, I watch that, and I think, God, do they, how, do they spend their entire budget on that right there? Because that was, that was, that was beautiful. That was good <laughs> stuff. I mean, it was well done. Uh, so that that puts a bow on that. Wraps up Body Farm. Uh, and like we said earlier, next week from 2021 we're going to watch the japanese remake of cube which will be available on screen box video on demand four eleven. 11 uh screen box and video on demand 411, 11 excuse me uh so uh again Screenbox got a lot of good stuff out there right now uh they you know the, the living with chucky documentary is on there this cube's going to be on there they've they got a lot of good stuff uh so you know go subscribe go support the Screenbox, go support shutter uh the more you support these platforms the more they can go out and uh And and you know get movies and get content and and do original stuff and and exclusives and uh, again those are the kind of platforms that help support independent films like Body Farm and some of these smaller films they give them they give them a voice Uh, there's a lot of films that find homes and and find voices on there Uh, you know I mean Screenbox is you know the quote unquote official home the breaking home the the debuting home of of Terrifier 2 when it was released so uh, you know that's the way it is so go support them but like we said next week we'll be reviewing cube for 2021 uh we got a fun month because we got cube next week then we got renfield uh the mm-hmm. following week and then we got evil dead rise after that so april's a april's a good month uh, and i'm, I'm excited because you know body farm was fun i i anticipate cube to be fun uh i'm gonna <laughs> renfield looks fun evil dead rise looks fun we we talk about it all the time 2023 is shaping up to be a great year for horror just like 2022 was so ike before we close this thing up and get out of here any, uh, any last words?
0: Um, actually, I, uh, last sentence, you know, I just realized, um, we also have Saul coming out later this year, Saul right. 10, we'll, we'll have to do like a Saul retrospective too.
1: Yeah, we will. Absolutely. And, and have you heard, we didn't mention this in the news. Uh, I was always under the impression that the Exorcist movie that was coming out later this year was a remake, but it's not, they're going kind of the requel route. And then apparently, uh, Linda Blair's involved in this and they really? don't know whether she'll be on camera or whether she's just an advisor or what the, what her capacity is but she is supposedly involved in this. So uh, that I'm excited about that. Uh that that's pretty cool too. Uh again this is going to be a fun year. Uh, yeah. We got the, you know the Nun 2s coming out later I believe is it Oh is man. It, uh Yeah, I, I completely I even,
0: forgot about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean there's you know uh lots of good stuff coming out this year. The Boogeyman based on a Stephen King, I'm excited to see that. Uh the Salem's Lot remake is coming out. Uh I, I the Pope's Exorcist is coming. we're not really reviewing that but I'd like to see that. It comes out on the 14th. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that, uh, that I feel like coming out this year. Uh, and, uh, man, like I said, 2022 was such a great year. 2023 is shaping up to be just as good, if not better.
0: So really, exciting year.
1: That's <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but our next step in that uh, fun year is like we said, we're going to be reviewing cube next week. So make sure you check that out. Uh, prep yourself. It's coming on screen Box. Uh, you're going to want to see this movie. So, let's get out of here. Make sure you subscribe to us on whatever platform you listen to and follow us on the social media platforms that we mentioned earlier. And until next episode, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares.